In our busy world, family time frequently gets neglected. It is vital that we give attention to our families while we can, and it is especially important to give attention to what God says in His Word about our homes. For the next few minutes, let's join Scott Pauley as we open the Scriptures and find God's message for your family. As a boy growing up, my parents were always very, very dedicated to the principle of family time. I remember every Friday night was reserved just for family. Dad would turn down other engagements, and all of us were expected to to keep the calendar clear because Friday night was the time that we were all going to get together and do something. It wasn't always some big elaborate thing. It wasn't always some expensive thing, but the principle was we were just going to be together. And not only every week did we have family time, but in some measure, every day there was some family time, a meal together, a car ride together, a few moments to talk. In the world we live in today, people are so busy, so distracted, that family time has almost disappeared in most homes. And when we do have family time, uh, sadly enough, everybody's either glued to one big screen or each individual has their own little screen, and there's very little interaction and attention given to one another. I don't think that was what the Lord had in mind when he instituted the family. And for the next several weeks, we're going to study what God says about family time because in the end, it really doesn't matter what we think or what somebody else says. What did God establish? What did God design? And what does God desire for your family? Now, I understand that I'm speaking right now to people at all different stages of life, different ages, different seasons with children and grandchildren. Uh, perhaps your family is, is grown and perhaps... It has gotten smaller, or perhaps you're at the stage where it's just starting to enlarge. Either way, I believe a return to biblical principles will help every one of us, both individually and with our family. And so, I want you to open your Bible with me today to the book of beginnings, the book of Genesis. You know, a fascinating truth is that almost every major doctrine of the Bible is introduced in the first 11 chapters of the book of Genesis. It's been referred to as a seedbed of doctrine, so at least it's introduced there. It may be in in some small seed form that's enlarged on throughout Scripture, but there's a foundation here. A.T. Pearson, who was a great Bible teacher, used to talk about the law of first mention, and he would say that the first time something is found in Scripture, it's always very significant in its placement, in its usage, because it sets a precedent. It sets a pattern that will be followed and enlarged on from that point forward. Well, the first mention of the word families in the Bible is in Genesis chapter number 10. You'll remember that in Genesis chapter number 10, God is blessing Noah and his family. One family, just one family comes off the ark. One family multiplies. One family populates the entire earth. One family with the blessing of God upon it. Oh, that's a that's a thrilling thought, isn't it? That's that is both an encouraging and a convicting thought at the same time. God can use and work in one family. And the convicting side is this, are we allowing the Lord to do that? Do you believe that God could make your family a worldwide blessing? 
Do you believe that God could so work in your family at this time that not only could your family be blessed, but through that family the Lord could touch the world? Well, here's the verse, Genesis 10 and verse number 5. The Bible speaking of the generations of Noah says this, Genesis 10 verse 5, By these were the isles of the Gentiles divided in their lands, every one after his tongue, after their families, in their nations. Do you hear the three parts? Different tongues, that means language groups, different families, that's what we're dealing with, and then, in a larger scheme, different nations. The same things are seen in our world today. You have different language groups, you have different families, and you have different nations. It's a good reminder for all of us that God made of one blood all the kindreds of the earth, that we all trace our lineage back to Adam, and so there's a beautiful equality in that. We are God's creation, and yet God does set people in language groups. He began that at the Tower of Babel. He does set people in nations, and he tells us that we're to evangelize all nations, and yes, he sets people in families. These are not just... uh, organized units, though they are that. These are not just for division purposes, though they provide that. I I truly believe that the family is the basic unit of society. It's the basic unit of civilization. So that's why when the family crumbles, society comes right on its heels. When the family begins to divide and fall apart, what do you think happens to civilization as a whole? This is the building block. Family was the very first institution ordained by God. Before civil government, before the local New Testament church, he instituted the family. That's significant. And so here's what we have to come to. If God is the originator of the family, then what was God's intent? What was his design? What was his blueprint? Well, that's what we want to discover from the Word of God. You see, I believe the greatest marriage manual in the world is the Bible. I believe the greatest child-rearing book in the world is not something on the New York Times bestseller list right now. It is the Bible. In fact, family was God's idea. Do you remember, if you back up a few pages in the book of Genesis, this book of beginnings, Genesis chapter number 2 and verse number 18, it says, And the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him and help meet for him. And, of course, this was the beginning of family. To this point in the creation, everything had been good, very good. But the one thing that was not good was for man to be alone. And all the men should pause right now and say amen to that. Thank God that the Lord created Eve. We'll come back to Adam and Eve later in our study. But do you get the principle? God did not want man to be alone. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, the original family, the perfect divine family, living in unbroken communion and union, wanted the same type of fellowship and intimacy and oneness present in mankind. Let me give you a great uh, parallel passage to that. Psalm 68, one of the Psalms of David, says this about our God. Psalm 68 verse 5 says, He's a father of the fatherless, and a judge of the widows is God in his holy habitation. And then Psalm 68 verse 6 says this, God setteth the solitary in families. Again, it's not good for a man to be alone. So God takes individuals, solitary people, and he connects them to other people in a family. That was God's idea. A family is wound up in the heart of God. There's a, a really a theology to 
this study of family because who is God? He is God, our heavenly Father. Who is the Lord Jesus? He's the perfect Son. What was his greatest desire? To bring us into his family. And so we should all be interested in finding out what God says about our family. Let me close today this little introduction with two applications. Number one, regardless of what your family is like today, and maybe you're alone today, the Bible says in one place, when my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. So perhaps you say, I don't have a family. Well, let me encourage you. God's made a way that you can be a part of the greatest family on earth. It's the family of God. Put your faith in Jesus. Come into a relationship with Almighty God as his child. And friend, you'll never be alone again. Jesus promised he would never leave you and he would never forsake you. And then may I say to all of us who have family, no matter what season of that family we're in, let's go back to first principles. Let's find out what God wants, what God's intent was in the very beginning. Let's let the Lord guide our family time this day and every day. May the Lord help all of us to be in our homes, the people that he created us to become. We hope that you will spend some time talking with your family today about these truths from God's Word and spend time praying for each member of your family. You may find additional podcasts, helpful articles, full-length Bible messages, and other resources at enjoyingthejourney.org. Until next time, may God bless you and your family.